0: Hey, you're listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast, and this is episode 70. Today, we're going to be hearing the story of Rise and Do and how they're seeking to live out as a witness with their Christian apparel venture. Let's do this! Everyone, thank you guys so much for joining us once again on this conversation. And we got a very special one for you guys today. We are speaking with Jose and Jocelyn all the way in Vancouver. And they're going to be sharing with us their involvement with Rise and Do and what that represents. And speaking about rising, they got up extra early for this conversation. Since there's about a three-hour difference between Toronto and BC, we just wanted to say we appreciate that so much you know, I'm just thinking right now, generally, the time that you guys are up right now is not when I'm usually up in my normal life, unless my kids are waking me up. So there is definitely some gratitude for you guys waking up extra early for this conversation. Could you guys share with us a little bit about who you are, what you're all about? Yeah, thanks, John, for having us. We actually have a meeting
1: every week on Thursdays at 7 a.m., And so right now it's 7.30. So we're we're all early risers, which kind of helps. But yeah. Blessings
0: to you. You you have been (laughs) gifted beyond treasures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to sleep early though. So we've passed the night owl stages of our lives. (laughs) But thanks for having us on. And yeah, Rise and Do Apparel. We're a Christian apparel brand based out of Vancouver. And we're focused on making you know, durable, high quality clothing. And the three pillars that we really focus on are quality, community, and Christ-centered. And so we really put a lot of thought into the messaging in our clothes, the quality and making sure that our clothes are not, we're not fast fashion, we have material that lasts. And so we've been about two years, a little more than two years now into this venture of ours. And it's been very neat to just see how God has worked through this journey
0: very cool very cool jocelyn how about yourself
2: hello thanks for having us i love that jose mentioned that we are past our night owl stage because for myself, that's definitely not true. I would like to be very clear that I'm the youngest of the bunch. And so I am still a night owl and I will still wake up early for these meetings. Nice. Um, but, you know, we all bring something different to the table. And maybe for me, it's just low sleep. Who knows? And maybe that impacts those morning meetings. But yeah, as Jose mentioned, you know, we're two years young. I would say we're really enjoying the ride that God has set out for us so far. And a big component of what we do is find ways to help people wear their faith boldly. And so for us and for ourselves, that has been through our clothing. I think uh, historically or, you know, in the past, that hasn't always been an avenue where people have used it to express their faith, maybe their different lifestyles and, you know, what they like to do recreationally. that That's always been apparent through what they wear, but it always hasn't been easy to have our faith translate that way. And so this has been a really neat opportunity to be able to share who we are just by what we wear, just by what's in our closet. And being able to share that with our friends and family and broader community has been such a blessing.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. And what is the best thing about being in BC? You know, we don't always know the benefits. And maybe one day when we can travel again, we want to go to BC and, you know, hang out with you guys. And so what's the best thing about it?
2: Well, before we got started, I had to bring down the blinds because it's so sunny. It's 20 degrees today and we're still, you know, early April. So that would be one of the best benefits is just milder weather. You know, we can go outside for long walks, the long days. I love being outdoors. So it's been awesome to have such a nice spring.
1: Nice. Yeah. I would say for most people visiting to come in the summer because that's when it's the nicest and it's raining most of the other time. So if you want to enjoy the nature, the hikes, the scenic routes that we have, really, you could drive—I don't know, like 15 minutes—and do a nice 30-minute, 60-minute hike and come back in time for work, or go grab a nice coffee, walk along the seawall. I think a lot of people are enjoying the outdoorsiness of BC. We say West Coast, best coast. Um, I know <laughs> there's a little bit of rivalry with, uh, you know, Ontario, and especially when it comes to sports and all that. But,
0: but that's not going to happen here. That's not going to happen no, here in this no, conversation. We are all, all one family in God. So, you know, yes. Oh, man, thank you guys for sharing that. That is making me envious. You know, just having had a chance to kind of take a look at your website and the bit of the journey that you guys have shared, you know, from a sports league to a charity race from a social enterprise conference to having a heart to do more. Sounds like you've had quite the journey to get to where you guys are today. So could you guys share with our listeners a bit about the story of Rise and Do and maybe perhaps what some of your hopes are?
1: Yeah. So how we actually first met is through a sports league here in Vancouver that Anthony, who's one of the co-founders for Rise and Do, he also helped start and we eventually all ended up on the organizing committee as well too. And it's a league called Penta Sport. And we play different sports every season, five sports a season. And it's was an opportunity just to connect churches in Vancouver and also connect people within churches. And it was also used as an outreach ministry. And it's grown from four teams in the first season to about 20 teams or so now. Obviously, we haven't played for about a year and a bit more now just because of the restrictions. But it was this really neat community that just kept growing and just having so many people involved. And from there, a few years in, we started asking, how can we be beyond ourselves beyond our league beyond just growing within the league and we ended up partnering with hope international development agency with an event called run for h2o and for 2 years we our, our league sort of took the reins in terms of organizing it and we also a couple years ago now we had a group from about 7 or 8 churches representing 7 or 8 churches to go down to guatemala and to journey alongside people who were living without access to clean water. And so we were able to hear those stories, bring those stories back, and really share that with our community in growing Run for HDO and raising money for water projects in Guatemala. And we started seeing just this passion in the community to want to help others, but also it was an opportunity to have these conversations about Christ and about our faith. And so in terms of our background, like Anthony and I, when we first talked about this, Anthony has a more clothing manufacturer background. I'm more in marketing communications. And then Jocelyn is in finance and sustainability as well. So we ended up doing something that we all have at least some expertise in or some skill set in. And we also attended um social enterprise conference business as missions and it just kind of got a lot of our you know wheels turning in terms of how how can we have these conversations how can we reach you know people in our age range and also be good stewards of our environment and good stewards of our community and the people around
0: us excellent what an amazing journey that's so awesome And you talked a little bit about sustainability and such. And so, Jocelyn, you know, why is sustainability such an important part? Why is making high-quality stuff, the financial side of it, equally as a part of what you guys are hoping to achieve?
2: You just asked a question that I could talk about for hours. So I'm actually a sustainability consultant in my day job. And so this is an area that I'm really, really passionate about. But if I were to speak about it from a Rise and Do perspective, I think... At the most basic level when we consider what we consume and what we do and our interactions with community we want to be considering that at every single step of the way for rise and Do. so not just where the ideas come from and you know what does it look like on social media but where are we procuring materials from whose hands does this touch who do we impact along the way and do we have any control or oversight over that that gives us comfort that you know, what we're doing is truly aligned with our Rise and Do mission, again, at every step of the way. If we, you know, claim to be followers of Christ and we claim to be doing this for Christ and we claim to be using and building this, you know, this company for the purpose of making his name known, then surely we need to put in the work in the back end to make sure that that's happening behind the scenes as well. And so I think that's what really drives us is that though others might not recognize it and though it might not be something that, you know, everyone necessarily asks the question on, it's important to us. We know that, you know, our job is to love people at every step of the way. And so whether you're the one buying the clothes or the one making it or the one, you know, just putting that roll of fabric on the ship, we want to make sure that we're comfortable with the entire process and that it makes sense that it checks out, not just from You know, are we recycling paper? But truly, who's being paid in this process? Because people are getting paid, people are affected by what we do, and everything that we do is so interconnected. And so, we want to do everything possible in our power to ensure that, you know, we're being good representatives of Christ to everyone that we interact with. And so, I think that's one of the reasons why it matters so much to us. And that's why. We also recognize that it's not over. It's not a box you can just check off the list and say, you know what, we're sustainable. You know, clap our hands and say, we're done. Good work, everyone. That's it for the day. But it's something that we're continually learning more about, something that we're striving to do better with every single day. And so at the very core, I think we care about the quality and sustainability because we care about God and we care about Christ. So I think it links together really well. And it's something that, again, is an ongoing journey that we'll continue to work on for years to come, I'm sure.
0: I love that. I am so encouraged by that because that means that anytime someone sees one of your shirts, not only is it very cool looking, but at the same time, there is faithfulness, compassion, integrity behind it. And that is so awesome. And I think what you guys are sharing is adding an extra dimension on how we can be faithful followers of Jesus in every aspect of our lives including the way in which we work, including the initiatives and ventures that we are part of, and not just consider just maybe the ends in themselves, but perhaps the process, perhaps the ways in which the interactions with vendors and how you consider every step of the process is part of what you guys are hoping to do and the ministry that you guys are. So I am so encouraged by that. Thank you guys so much for sharing that. And so I want to ask a little bit about, you know, what have been some of your experiences with those buying your apparel? Like, who do you find yourselves connecting with?
1: Yeah, when we first started out, it was our community, right? Our friends and family, uh, just people in the church community here, especially in Vancouver. And we're finding that, you know, it's a bit different this past year, to be honest, just because of how many people went onto the e-commerce route with their businesses, how maybe more people are just saving money. But we are also finding that there's more understanding of a need to take care of our environment, take care of where we spend our money, uh, how we spend our money. I think people realize that hey, we're all in front of zoom cameras this year. Like, we're not needing to buy a lot of clothes necessarily, or to go to events. And this is an opportunity to really be fruitful in how we, you know, spend and where we spend it. And so, you know, yeah, we're noticing a lot of people in the obviously faith community, we have had stories of someone who isn't a Christian, but have worn our shirts and have been approached like, Hey, you're a Christian or tell me more. And nice. Our goal is really just to generate those conversations with our clothes where sometimes it's like, if you know, you know, kind of, but also, Hey, what is, what does this mean? And there's an opportunity to have those moments to talk about it.
2: Yeah, I would say even at the very beginning, when we just were getting this idea off the ground, we leaned heavily on our community. You know, can you help us with this? Can you come up with, you know, a photo for this? Be a model for us. You know, there was a job for everyone who wanted to be involved. And I think that those were some of those moments where I really felt like God was calling us to this venture because people were so willing to help. And those people didn't just include believers, it was friends, it was family, people who just wanted to have a part of it and who had this curiosity and this openness to learn. And I think I had always been really shy about sharing my faith. I'm happy to tell people I'm going to church, but I didn't ever ask, oh, do you have questions about Jesus? Can I talk to you about Jesus? I've always kind of had this invisible barrier um, that was really challenging for me to, to break through. But I think with Rise and Do, what made it really exciting was that we now had this thing to talk about. And so people found it really easy to access that approach because it felt less personal, which sounds a bit counterintuitive that, you know, we always say we should be sharing testimonies and personal stories. And yes, that is true. But I think people shy away from that for fear of offending someone for fear of misunderstanding. And so having rise and do and having, you know, this garment that says victory on it, we were talking about victory, and it didn't have to be specific to their context or my context. It was just let's talk about this topic. And I found that that was actually really, really useful in my group of friends that people I've known for, you know, five, six years who had never asked me about Christianity before were suddenly asking me a lot more questions because it just felt so much more natural. And there was just a different way to approach the conversation. So I found that, yeah, these designs and this this brand have been super instrumental to having a conversation, as Josea mentioned, just putting out there that, hey, I'm open to talking about this, if you're willing. And it's it's almost like a signal to everyone else that, you know, you're part of this, you, you know something about something. And, and if anyone wants to chat, you're, you're willing to do that. But again, I found that it's, it's opened a lot of conversations that maybe they were doors that I had closed myself in the past. But now I know that they're open. And that's been a real encouragement.
0: That's very cool. In terms of how to think about, you know, the clothing we wear can be opening doors to more conversations in terms of inviting people to share in this venture and to play a part in it is opening conversation up. And so that is really awesome. And so, uh, you know, I did want to ask the name of Rise and Do. What was the process for you guys to come up with that name? And with these two distinct words, like what did they particularly represent for you guys?
1: I'll take that on because we actually came up with the name... Before Josh joined our team. And this was just us on WhatsApp, Anthony and I, thinking of names and just think of like random words and, you know, that kind of brainstorming process. I look back on our WhatsApp conversations a while back on how we came up with the name. And I think we first started off liking the word do. It's for us, it, it had this representation of it's quiet. It's sort of unassuming, but it's consistent, right? It shows up every morning. It's not rain where it's sort of sporadic and sometimes it's lighter. Sometimes it's heavier.
0: And you're from BC. You, you know, all about rain, you know, all about the rain. We
1: definitely do it. So do was something that just showed up in the morning. And it was just this reminder of God's consistency and just always being there. And, we actually just thought of oh, what if it was like do apparel, and I guess the marketing side for myself was well, we're gonna be competing with Mountain Dew uh, for <laughs> some of those SEO, you know, search terms, and so we were looking for another word, and I even seeing a lot of trends of two words putting together to one, and we really like rise, and simply because of just taking action, as well as you know, doing is you could it's got that sound to it right so just getting up and and doing and standing up for what we believe in and I think the the concept of risen is is so prominent in the scripture as well too of of what Jesus did right and and, uh, just rising from the dead and, and defeating death and so we kind of put that together and there's sort of different meanings uh that put into play there, and it just sounded nice as well, too. So I don't think we went super in-depth, but it sounds like we were super in-depth, and that's, yeah, how we got to this name.
0: I love that. And you know, if Mountain Dew wants to partner and endorse you guys, hey, praise be to God for God's kingdom, right? Yes, we can say that. And you know what? I feel like as we've been having this conversation today, in a way that you guys are formulating and striving to live out faithfully and on mission. And I think the language that you guys are using has been very much in line with being a witness, being a presence in the world, and being able to have these conversations. And it's even on one of your sweatshirts that says on mission. And I love that. (laughs) That is so cool. You know, for our podcast, we talk a lot about what does it mean to be on mission and the very different facets and different sides of that. And it's so cool to see how Rise and Do are seeking to be part of what God is doing in the world and opening up more opportunities for conversation and discerning and listening. That is so cool. And so I just definitely want to kind of wrap up the conversation with one more question. And it's an interesting question as I was kind of preparing today to think about like, oh, you know, what are some of the things I want to ask you guys? But this question did kind of continue to resound in my mind a bit. And it has to do with Christian apparel. And about culture as well, and things have changed a lot over the last couple of decades. I'm, I remember wearing WWJD bracelets and hats back in the day, and you guys are both laughing. I know you guys are both on mute right now, but you guys are both laughing I have hysterically. Those, I have those and bracelets. yes, exactly right there. Yeah, you know, but today, you know, today it's different. You know, culture has changed. You know, we're encountering more and more people with no religious affiliation, or people that are. Done with the church. They're like, you know what? That's not for me. Like, I, I felt this was my experience. You know, I, I don't want to have that anymore in my life. Or maybe even some that have grown up with never having experienced anything to do with Christianity or the church. And in some ways, we were briefly talking about this a little bit earlier, too, that religion has, in a way, sh- like the perspective on it has shifted and perhaps for some have become less acceptable, and for some have become more polarizing as well. And so how do you guys process that? How do you guys reflect on that? And how does that impact for you guys, your approach with Rise and Do?
2: That's a great question. And and I like how you've mentioned there that there is that change in perspective, how people expect to see different things and are, are trying to achieve different things by choosing what they wear. And that's been a conversation that, comes up really, really frequently at our meetings is trying to be understanding of that and trying to also, of course, stay true to our our mission and our vision. But, uh, but to also recognize that, yeah, you know, we live in a time where people don't want like Jesus on their shirt, necessarily, in big, bold letters, like that's not you know people aren't going to wear that to work necessarily, whether it's what they're comfortable with or whether it's you know what they're projecting onto others. there's a level of discomfort. and so how do you navigate that? How do you reconcile that? And so we always we always talk about this word being subtle, but not too subtle because we don't we don't want people to look at the the, the pieces and not recognize that we are trying to draw attention to to the God that we believe in. so that that certainly has been a challenge for us to understand what's appropriate to push the boundaries but not too much and and i think you know it's a yeah again it's a constant challenge and there's a lot and a lot of prayer that goes into the design process both in terms of what is the theme of the chapter you mentioned that you know we have a we have a chapter right now it's chapter three and there are two designs one is love well and one is on a mission and so each of those phrases you know to a non-believer, it still holds meaning. It still means something. It's not, you know, something that's buried deep into the Bible that a word they've never heard of, for example. We don't want it to be really obscure. But at the same time, we do want people to think twice about it, to think, oh, on a mission. Well, well what do you mean by that? Who are you on a mission for? What is your mission? And so that's kind of the, the, the balance that we're trying to strike is finding designs and, yeah, and making sure that it, it represents a part of our journey with God but that it's not so specific that people who you know, haven't encountered God won't ask questions. We don't want to push anyone away. This is, as as we've spoken about, Like it's, it's a way to open a conversation. And so that's kind of always been the heart behind it. And that's always been the prayer is that God, give us something that will open doors. Give us a word, give us a design that speaks to people, both who already know you and those who are, you know, maybe just getting their first glimpse of who you are. And so, yeah, that's the challenge. And you nailed it on the head there to say, well, what do you think? And and the answer to that is we're still thinking, I guess. <laughs> uh, yes. And it's a work in yes. progress. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. We don't have to have arrived at an answer because people change. And, you know, as the years go on, I'm sure that you know, maybe we'll be having the conversation a little bit differently. The topic is the same, but the way we approach it might change. And so it's also important important to us to stay flexible to that and, and be really in tune and in touch with people in our community.
0: Yes. Being on mission, serving faithfully is a journey. It's this constant process. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. What well, we notice as well too with our community, with our society and just even millennials and Our age range is that people are more conscious about what they're representing, what they're wearing as well. Not even speaking specifically for our clothes, but just in general of where's this material coming from, you know, who's being taken advantage of to make this material. And and so you have these conversations that are in mainstream, right? And so people are conscious about what they're representing. And so This is a great opportunity for us to also be conscious about how we're treating those around us as well too, and be a living representation of God's kingdom. And so whether it's, you know, photographers we're working with, or, you know, our friends who are modeling our clothes, or partners that we're dealing with maybe overseas or locally or you know, helping with our clothing and fulfillment and shipping and all that. We want to be really aware of who we're representing in our relationships, dealing with that. And maybe even, uh, you know, one point that you mentioned is, yeah, a lot of people might have left the church or they aren't familiar with Christians or they have this perception of Christianity. And so one good example I always think about is it goes back to the sports league that we have. And we encourage, you know, non-churchgoers to attend and they're like wait Christians are competitive and like they (laughs) you know they're not adverse to physical contact sometimes when we're playing sports but it also helps build that community and to show that we also have struggles we also have you know challenges and we are open to talking about it and we want to talk about it. And we want to have those conversations. And so it does go back to just being able to talk to our believer friends, our non-believer friends, our community, and, and just go deeper. And maybe one thing that has really been prominent this past year, and it's really shown is being intentional about going deeper with others and not just a sort of surface friendship and connections, but we want to utilize this as an opportunity to have those, longer and deeper and conversations with our friends. Yeah.
0: It's been an absolute honor to hear you guys' story and to be hearing your hearts behind it too. I think that's, for me, the most encouraging thing. And to see how, you know, along the way, how God has been faithful and leading you guys to where you guys are and continuing to wrestle with, you know, a number of those questions on how to live in a faithful way and on mission in the world and to be opening up conversations And to even be able to have this witness where, you know, as you guys interact with people from all different walks, that you guys can be exemplifying and embodying as a business, as a venture, you know, the ways in which you guys are, you know, striving to live and who you're striving to live for and what you're hoping to represent and the values that you guys have as well and how that all plays together and how that also is part of You know what you hope to be your testimony in this, and so I appreciate that, and definitely can resonate with what you guys talk about in terms of having opportunities for deeper discussions, to seeing what is God doing, and to be able to share about, you know, like yeah, let's talk more about this. Let's let's enter into these deeper conversations. Let's continue to walk with one another, and that's great. And I I like how earlier too, I, I think Jocelyn, you were mentioning about being subtle as well, and you know, to just have words that spark imagination and spark different ways in which to engage. And that's so cool. And like, one of the things I just randomly thought of was, you know, Shu, which is another one of our hosts, we were both in the States for a conference, and we were at a Target somewhere. And we were walking by the clothing aisle, and we saw a shirt that said, y'all need Jesus. And we're like, should we buy that? Just like, but what is that really saying? And what happens if we are doing something and someone's like, Oh, like, is that what Jesus is all about? And, you know, is that too like, knocking them over the head? So we're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's really interesting. And I, I appreciate the approach that you guys are taking and the discernment that you guys are doing as part of that. And so I, I really appreciate that. And so before we end today, is there any final word you guys would want to leave for our listeners? Of course, we would definitely encourage everyone to check out riseanddo.com. Check out the shirts, the hats, you know, all of the apparel definitely go support them. But I want to give you a chance for you guys to to leave one final word if you guys have anything for our listeners.
1: One of the tough things about not being able to see a lot of people in person is that we take a lot of pride in the quality of our shirts and a lot of people who are able to feel it and wear it and, and realize the quality. It's very distinct as well too.
0: And so they feel the divine quality, the holy quality of wearing one of your shirts.
1: It's very hard to speak it and to show it even in in photos, but it's one of those where it's worth it. We wear it, honestly, every day. We have people in our community who wear it every day just because it's so comfortable. I know it's getting warmer out now for us, but during the winter times, it's also very warm. And so, yeah, we definitely... Just want to encourage people to just check it out and check out our messaging, check out our brand, check out our social, and just connect with our community as well because we just love hearing from people around the world or North America, especially our East Coast family.
2: So, yeah, I would say for myself, so to give some context, I take a lot of transit. I don't own a car, so I'm always on the bus or on the SkyTrain or whatever you would call it out in Toronto, but I'm always on public transit. And so I'm always very mindful of, you know, people that you quote unquote meet, but you never actually speak to people who just pass you by and these people that you might not ever interact with again. And I always ask myself, well what what did I do to them? What is my impact on them and what value have I brought? How can I be a blessing to them having never spoken to them and potentially never will see them again? And I think that's where clothing can come into play that idea of who do you represent and how does that show up in your life? how does that show up in the way that you walk in the way that you appear in the way that yeah you interact with others verbal or nonverbal and so I think that's just something a nugget that I would leave with your listeners is just how do we continue to proclaim God even when we're not speaking and how are some creative ways we can be doing that and how do we at the same time i think make it easy for others how do we make it easy for others to approach us and also easy for others to speak their truth as well and so that's kind of where our brand has come into play for ourselves and it's been i mean even as someone who is part of this brand it's still something that i really enjoy every single time and it it really I think surprises me at times when my friends who are wearing it will say, oh, someone approached me today and asked me where I got this sweatshirt or what it means. And I think that's just so powerful that you don't have to be this huge expert extrovert, you know, on stage saying big words in order to bring out that conversation. And so yeah, just just consider, you know, who are you and how does that show up in the way that you live your life? And and can what you wear be part of that conversation?
0: That is a great question for us to continue to ask and for us to continue to wrestle with. And so thank you guys so much for joining us today on the podcast. And we hope that God will continue to use and bless you guys as you continue to follow him with Rise and Dew. And thank you to all of you for listening to our episode today. What did you think about their story and how they are approaching business and their venture and about being a witness throughout the whole process? We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach us by email at contact. CamPodcast at gmail.com That's podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us by Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, if you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and share it with others that helps us to get this conversation out there and to invite more people into it. Once again, you've been listening to the Canadian Asian Missional Podcast and we hope you'll join us on this journey. See you next time.